They theme of the week. Look at you. You're kind of like uh what was that movie, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, where they're running around in the Oh yeah, yeah, grass? with uh Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Rick Moranis. Look at you. You That's ever cool. see Rick Moranis in Strange Brew? Dude, Strange Brew is the greatest movie when I was a kid. That's all <laughs> my brother watched, dude. Those uh, accents. Ozhead, the dog. Ozhead, take <laughs> off your hoser. Hoser, <laughs> your hoser. Those guys are so oh. funny. Take off your knob. Dude, speaking of <laughs> movies and stuff, I got something for you and Sarah. It's a documentary. It's oh, the, yeah. the We Are the World documentary. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's the making of We Are the World. It just came out. Lionel Richie is kind of like the main character. Which I'm not giving anything away. By the way, the night they had one night, one night to get all of those superstars in one room, one night after the AMAs. Remember that American Music Awards were like the biggest thing? That's where like Michael Jackson moonwalked and stuff. And Lionel Richie was hosting the AMAs and then had to direct and produce We Are the World. It was the dude. This this documentary so, so, is so good. Lionel's the reason they got there. Like Lionel put that together. Well, him, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson were like at the heart of it, and like the producers that are in this are so cool, whatever. But look, dude, the whole thing. And, and by the way, there's interviews, like sit down interviews. Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, Cindy Lauper, Lionel. Dude, it is the Beatles doc was like about as good a doc as I've ever seen, but that was like a series and that was an entire thing. I would put this as like a 1A, dude. Really? Dude, dude it, think about on it. Netflix? On Netflix, think about this, dude. Like 50 of the biggest egos in the history of the world. I'm talking Bob Dylan's in a room, uh, Tina Turner's in a room. You know, you, you've seen it, everybody's seen it. Yeah. But they have like sit down interviews where, where uh, Bruce Springsteen's talking about it. And like Billy Joel, dude, the stress level, this thing, like the stress level is amazing. But also you're listening to Michael Jackson. I've never seen, I've never seen video like this of Michael Jackson in my life. He's trying to figure out the words. They're putting the words down, like Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, and, and Lionel. They're, like they're, they're writing it. They're writing as they, they go. Like 10 days to get this all together. It was, dude, it was crazy. And but Michael Jackson showed, like you saw his process. I turned to Jess, I go, I, this is the greatest piece of video in, in Michael Jackson history, like history. He's humming these tunes and then it gets to the, he comes up with the chorus on video, dude. Three people in a room. You got to watch it. I'm not overstelling. So cool. it There's is a choice we're making. <laughs> we're <laughs> saving our own life. Yeah. Oh, dude, and, and it gets even better towards the end because you know they have all the, the solos. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Cindy Lauper's walking <laughs> through how she gets a solo. She's She had a big, huge solo, and she's like, I'm standing next to Diana Ross, and I have the solo, like, <laughs> freaking out. And then uh, Bruce is talking about, like, how they want him to be, you know, the raspy voice. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, his solo. Yeah, and Bob Dylan about, like, he's like, I'm not a singer. I'm with all these singers. Dude, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Watch it. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, we'll watch it this week. Okay, good. Anyway, sorry, I was just very excited about it. What you know when you watch something good and it's worth it? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Watching a movie where you, the ending sucks and you're like, I just ruined two and a half hours of my life. It's gone. Piss me off. Nice. All right. Uh, baseball wise, we're gonna go to our boy uh, Mark Feinstein, who's awesome, does great writing. MLB.com. 
he came up with a, a he built a team from the best remaining free agents, and it's a right. good baseball team, Sean. I'll just oh, read sure. through the whole list with you, and then we can go back, okay? Catcher, Gary Sanchez. First base, Brandon Belt. Second base, Whit Merrifield. Shortstop, Tim Anderson. Third base, mm -hmm. Matt Chapman. Outfield, Bellinger. Jorge Soler and Adam Duvall. Wow. DHJD Martinez. And he put two starting, he put a starter and a reliever on here, Blake Snell. And his reliever is uh, Junis. Now you could even add, you could put a, you could, you can do an entire, you know, you got Snell, you got what, Montgomery. Dude, how many games would this team win? If you Dude, that's, blanks. That's a really good team. <laughs> that's, that's a really, really good team, good yeah. team right? That's a, that's a really good team. Yeah, the one. I mean, what what guys do you like in there? Like, I, besides like the Bellingers, like like Whit Merrifield's a guy. Like, I just think he's a good, he's a good, uh, you know, he's a he's a piece of the puzzle that kind of fits in. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you could get him in like a big bopper team, you put Whit Merrifield in like he did last year. He was an All Star in the first half last sure. year for the Blue Jays, dude. I mean, this guy can still hit. Yeah, absolutely. He could steals still base, steals bases. You know who he he kind of reminds me of? Oh man, I'm why am I forgetting his name? Who's the guy who was a great second baseman for the Orioles for a bunch of years? Was uh, never, oh, Roberts? Brian Roberts? Roberts, Roberts. He's got like a little Brian Roberts in him, not as much pop, but like yeah. that guy, he's a great defender, steals a couple bases, lock him in, give him 150 games if he can stay healthy. But dude, uh, I the Tim Anderson thing. Is interesting to me because I, I, I mean, I, I don't understand. I, I don't know if his uh, outspokenness slowed him down a little bit because the guy's. I mean, he was like MVP candidate one year. The, the guy can play, but it's it's interesting that like somebody of his caliber at shortstop does not have a team right now, and there's not really a shortstop market. Yeah. I guess. Everybody, everybody's well. Locked. He's been banged up the last few years too. Hit one homer last year. Just didn't. It's not a terrible year. Seems like I don't know if it was the White Sox, you know, atmosphere, team atmosphere there that right. kind of like brought down a few good years, a few good players. But Tim Anderson, can hit. if you can hit, you can hit. And Tim Anderson can still hit. I, I would take a flyer on Tim Anderson, no doubt about it. Right, exactly. Uh, JD um, Martinez is the guy that I think is going to be. That, that's just difference maker. That's what you're thinking, right? Difference total maker. difference, total difference maker, dude. Like I'm shocked that he's not signed yet maybe he's holding back or whatever i don't know you know but that's the question that's the question also we had bob nightingale on the other night on mlb tonight talking about snell you know it sounds like he wants nine years for 270 but i don't think i don't think he's going to get that I'm, I'm thinking you know maybe five for 150 or six for I, 180 makes more sense i i agree well you used you said you made a great point the other day like he does walk a lot of guys right uh, and and he does. We we said you've talked to him. and He's done it on purpose, but still, that still scares away. You know, analytics are analytics. Papers paper. You don't want guys that walk that much. Walk people that much. The other thing that plays into that kind of stuff with the analytics. If correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's like, I remember it was like, uh, if you have a really good defense, you should a uh, uh, defensive infield. You should get starting pitchers to match your defensive infield. So a lot of ground ball guys. You want more ground ball guys if you have a really good infield defense or on the flip side 
if you have really good ground ball pitchers, go out and get yourself a shortstop and second baseman who are going to field very well, right? That all goes into it. It's like a big puzzle, I guess, for the the GMs and, and ownership to put the squad together. Am I right? Or no, it's a, it's a big puzzle. We were, you know, it's funny you said it because we were just talking about last night. We were talking about the Seattle Mariners, and they, you know they got rid of Teoscar Hernandez. They got rid of. Uh, uh, there's a few guys in that lineup that are that are different. This year, maybe you can even pull it up. But a couple guys, they 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 just traded for Jorge Polanco from the Twins. He he rakes. Right. They signed Mitch Garver, who was DH in last year for the Rangers and dominated. He rakes. They got Luke Rayleigh's the guy I love, dude. This guy, this outfielder, outfielder from the Rays. He's like six four, six five. Can fly, wiry, can steal bases, but it's got big pop chance. Like. I almost feel like when he was out there in Tampa, they did that whole platoon thing with him. And I think he's got to play every day. I think you're going to see this kid's got a chance to be a star. Ball jumps off his bat, dude. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Other guys on this list, like Solaire, I think he's a piece. I mean, he, he like, you need power, get Solaire. But I wonder what he's asking for because he's just still sitting there. Those are the type of guys that are still sitting there. Yeah. And Solaire hit like 250 last year, too. He wasn't like a one-trick pony. You know, yeah. maybe hit pretty decent. So, so Lair and JD Martinez are the two bats outside of like you know guys like Bellinger. Duvall is going to drive you in runs. Does it every year. You know, he's a good player too. Who do they have? Short. Brandon Crawford's out there too, bro. He still wants to. That's play. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of uh, a lot of guys hanging, hanging, just hanging tight, waiting for it all. Now, okay, you're a professional baseball player. It's uh, January 31st. You don't have a team yet. When do you do you, at what point do you call your agents and go get me on a baseball team? How many more months do we have? Can we go February? Do you go all the way to March? No, you're you're calling. You're you're panicking about two weeks ago. Really? I, I was. I was. I told you I was in 2008. I right around this time. I'm panicking. That's when I called. That's when I it was right about now is when I signed. I think I signed in February. I called Tito, Terry Francona, and then I ended up calling Theo when we got it done. But only got it done because I started panicking. Right. So these guys are, you know, these guys want to be signed, but they do want the right deal, but they're not just going to take anything. And and you can't take nothing. You can't take nothing. Yeah. You got to yeah. go play. So now wh when you get to that point, I guess it depends on your age. I, let's just say you're, <clears throat> you're maybe a little past your prime, but you're still kind of probably exactly where you, when you called Theo, like where you were at that point in your career, because you could have played a lot longer. Like you could have had yeah. six more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're at that point in your career, like, do you consider what? When are you considering? You know what? Let me get a one year deal and prove myself. Or are you at a certain point in your career? You're like, I can't. I need the security. I need security. I need money. I need two or three years. I can't just go. I, like I can't sell myself for an entire year, yeah. right? Mentally, well, dude, that's I, tough for a year. I, I needed one day. I was at nine years, one seventy-one. I was. I needed one day to get that's to ten crazy. years. So I'm like, my motivation was I need that day. <laughs> I need. I need opening day, two thousand eight. <clears throat> I, you know, th there was proven collusion back then too. So like, there was, you know, th there was mm -hmm. lawsuits and stuff. It turns out the teams were getting together and holding back the market, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but for me, man to get a chance to play with the Red Sox last year, that was a big factor for me. I was like, I don't want to just go anywhere. I do want to get this day in, but I want to go to a place where I can win and win right away. You know, it's probably going to be my last year. That's how I felt. 
And so I was okay with coming off the bench. So, like, it was like Boston for me. There was definitely reasons why. There was that one day. It was Boston. And it was my last year. I wanted a chance to get a ring. So it was – it all played out perfect, too. It was incredible. Yeah. Do you – this is a, such a what-if phase, but let's just say the league decided you were done. You you weren't you weren't good enough anymore. If you had called the Reds and been like, guys, I need I need like I need a couple games, just a couple games. <laughs> I know you wouldn't do that, but they would have said yes, right? Probably. This is a good. No, I probably I question. probably never would have done that. I know you would never, Sean. You would never do that. Yeah. What if they called you and were like, Sean. We know, you know, one of the greatest PR guys in the history of baseball was was your PR guy, right? Like, yeah, oh, Rob Butcher. Yeah, yeah, Butch would have yeah. known. Butch would have known. I, I would, yeah. <laughs> I think the Reds. I think the Reds would have done it. But you know, they, here's the deal. That's such a slippery slope for them too, because you're trying to win ball games, and you know, what I mean, I, I obviously hit 322 my last year, so I could still play. But you know, you're trying to win ball games, and you don't want to just bring <laughs> someone good, for a right? week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't Seattle kind of did that with Ichiro? I think for like, didn't he play a game or something towards? towards did the he end? at the end? Yeah. Yeah. He could. Uh, still, I bet you Ichiro could still play right now, dude. There's no question. I, he still does, dude. Uh, like a couple months ago, he struck out like 18 girls in a. In a <laughs> did you see that? And then he went still like 85. <laughs> just like up and in on their heads, like knocking girls down left yeah. and right. Um, Dice K was getting hit. Dice K got a hit in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, where, uh, what else you got going on the rest of this week? You got any big, big stuff? Uh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> Jillian's got a big volleyball tournament this weekend, so that's cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah you know, we we punted on tonight. Uh, we were gonna go, but we we're both kind of tired. Uh, remember, Mister Big? Yeah, uh, yo, no, dude. I'm the no one who wants to be. Dude. With you, it's like whatever anniversary of that them becoming famous is this year. Full tour, they're playing that entire album plus uh, their other biggest hits, but that entire album from top first song to the last song. And where are they playing? Local bars? Dude, they're playing where we were the other night, the Paramount. The Paramount? That no little, way. Tight little place. Me and Jess were gonna pull the trigger, and we're like, I just can't do it. But they're going are on. They They'll be in Pittsburgh, I bet. They're going on a national, a world tour, wow. <laughs> celebrating. That's the only song I know. Got to be honest, it's a great That's song. The only one I know. I know a couple more. I listen to that album. That's a, I, yeah, everybody listen. We went back. I don't know what I want to be with you. Just you know how songs. You know how songs bring you back to certain places. Yes. Every time I hear that song, I think of I. I went to this camp down in Cocoa Expo, Florida, 1992, my senior year. Before it was like in the some it was like in the winter time. Thanks, Dad and Mom for sending me. That was really cool. I so I flew down to Florida with buddy of mine, Tony Rispani, and this guy and Chris Grady and another guy. And and uh and there was that song was so big, dude. And all we listened to was that song. Was and so whenever I hear Mr. Bay, I, it takes you right back to 1992 Coco Expo Camp in Florida. Incredible. <laughs> I remember we would I the same experience. My friend Joe Delfino used to wear out songs left and right, just wear them out. We were driving up uh upstate to go skiing one year, and all he played on a loop for like an hour and a half was uh Africa by Toto. Oh, but, great song. Great song. Not 15 times in a row, I can tell you that. No, right. 
the other thing is he wound up being uh, my roommate in college his pitcher six slider he would blast freshman year he would just open up our doors and like the dorms <laughs> he would crank i thought about this the other day because you said I, i'm driving in my car and i'm like delfino every time i hear this song he would play uh what what the hell is it um I can come capsizing, the waves are rising and rising. What's this? Oh, when I get the feeling. I want sexual healing. He would crank it. And I'm like, dude, no girls are going to come near our dorm room when you're just cranking sexual healing all day long. Dude, dude. <laughs> dude, that's like my, my buddy Gooch, bro. I told Gooch the other day, I go, Gooch. I know. Maybe we were lovers in another lifetime because every time I hear the love song from the 80s, I think about Tim McGarvey. <laughs> I'm like, you know, here comes, uh, you know, like Poison or here comes like Survivor or, you know, like uh, uh, like Simple Minds. Hey, 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 hey. And then uh, uh, dude, there's so many songs that made me think of Goose. Yeah. It's so funny, dude. That's it's Because we used to play them all the time or Lionel Richie it's dancing a, on the ceiling was our oh, was our dude, we, we were in Dr. D'Onofrio's van, you know, going to like a baseball game at 14, and here comes <laughs> oh what a feeling when you're dancing on the ceiling. Hey. Oh, that's like what when I was in college, my freshman sophomore year, God, we must have looked like such thugs at Columbia because uh the our, our captain of the team, Don Balsamo, uh was from Brooklyn, like Avenue U in Brooklyn, like <clears throat> huge into rap and everything you know when you go everybody you go to like a college baseball game they're just cranking out put me in coach oh like, yeah yeah okay. i'm ready to play it was every 80s like kind of soft slash hard rock but like a lot of like country a lot of that stuff dude our entire pregame thing and now you're on a hudson river in the middle of, of harlem and our our warm-up music for like you know the three hours where you're taking bp and everything Right. It was nothing but it was a, uh, it was Biggie, Tupac, like Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, what was the other one? Regulators. I don't know. Do, do, oh do, yeah, yeah. Nate Dog. Nate Dog. Dude, cranking. Like I, I always used to think, like you see the guys from like Harvard and Brown come on in, and they'd be like, "What are what are these maniacs doing?" And we're just like ripping BP to like, oh, uh, you know, Tupac, Biggie rap battles. <laughs> Dude, that's funny you said that because for us, I'll never forget two songs from University of Richmond BP back in back in 94, oh, 94, 95. Um, Mr. Jones and me. Oh, that was big. Tales and <laughs> Counting Crows. Yes. And then Cheeseburger and Paradise. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Those are the Buffett. two songs that bring me back to freaking University of oh, Richmond so good. BP. See, there right you go. Yeah, but you were down there in 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 like good garage box, garage band type music. Down you were down there for like one of the greatest times in music in in Richmond history, dude. Oh, that was great, dude. It was great, dude. Dave Matthews was a local band at Richmond, dude. I used to go to bars and watch Dave Matthews in Flood Zone every Wednesday night. I must have seen Dave Matthews two hundred times for like five dude, bucks. I have bootleg tapes from Flood Zone. I have like six. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. Well, I was there. I was there. That's so crazy that you were there. there on that tape. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. Sean Casey and Dave Matthews were in the same room for for probably 25 times. You gotta one day you gotta meet. Can can I can you get me to meet him too? I don't know him. I, I know. <laughs> but you're I was in college. Dude, you don't know how famous 
Uh, you should have done my it. When buddy, you my think. buddy used to go back and smoke a little weed with him at the breaks zone. He'd really? go back and he'd always go. My buddy Gene Willis, he'd always go. He'd come back. Dave would come back after the break and always go <laughs> into the mic. Gene, Gino. Let's go. Oh, yeah, dude. My buddy Gene Willis used to go back, rip some heaters in the back, and then come out. And every time on the kid, he always go, Gene, Gino. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear some. There are definitely some bootlegs where he goes, Gene, Gino. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, and then one other time, one other time, my buddy Jay Adams, we're in the front row, um, and he's and it's packed. Now it's our junior year, so it's packed. For our freshman year, no one's there. Sophomore, junior is packed. We're in the front row, and my buddy Jay's like, "Hey, Case," he's like, "You got my back." I'm like, "For what?" He's like, "These guys are dancing, they're, and, they're, and they're bumping into me." I go, "It's packed, Jay. It's packed." He's like, "Okay," and Jay, for whatever reason, we we fought like every couple weeks. Next thing I know, bro, Jay turns around, boom, clocks this guy. Oh, yeah, clocks this guy. Now it's like a scramble, dude. And we're in the front. And, 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 and Dave Matthews is like, seek up in the motion and your cup is overflowing. You know? And I'm like, hang on, Dave. We got freaking mayhem here. Jay Adams is close by the people in the front row. So Jay hits this guy, dude. Now it's mayhem. We're in the front row. The blood zone. Dude, next thing I know, a guy's got Jay's hands behind his back. A buddy of ours that's friends with these other guys, and he's trying to pull him off, but he pulls Jay's arms back. You can see it, dude. All I saw was this guy goes, bam, hits Jay in the nose. Jay's nose goes to the, his right ear, blows up, dude. Blood goes everywhere. On the bootleg, dude, Dave Madison comes in, stops singing Seek Up, and he's like, peace, my brothers. Peace. Stop. Where did it go, dude? I gotta find this bootleg for you. He's like, "Peace, let us not fight. Let us not fight." Meanwhile, Jay's bleeding profusely. I'm, I'm throwing haymakers. We end up getting thrown out. Obviously, we get thrown out. We get thrown out of flood zone. Then you know, Dave's back at. It. He's like, "Oh, the little handsome mountain, red and black, can't wave." The next, you know, dude, it was the one of the greatest things I've ever seen. We go outside, full blood. Jay is full blood. Take his shirt off. I, end up, I think I might give it him my shirt. I had two shirts on back when you used to wear T-shirts. <laughs> so I give him, like, one of my T-shirts. Boom. Bro, these dudes that we fought are pulling out. Jay picks up a beer bottle on the – it's, like, on the corner. <laughs> and Jay had a cannon of an arm, dude. The, the, the kids, I'm not joking when I say this. It must have been 40 yards from us. This car <laughs> is driving. Why? <laughs> Jay takes the bottle, throws it as hard as he can. You see it going? It's like a scene from a movie, dude. It goes through the back windshield. Stop. Right through it. Spider webs it and crashes it down, and they turn left. It was like a scene from a movie. I'm like, oh, I like, Jay, that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Anyway, the police came. We got out of there just in time. But that's my Dave Matthews story for the day, bro. That is the greatest Dave Matthews story. We got to get that. We got to get that clip and tag him. See if he remembers See, it. It was, I think it was, it was 1995, I believe, 95. And he, oh, I, remember, I remember, I think he was singing, Seek up an emotion <laughs> and your cup is overflowing. Must have been a long fight because that song is like 12 minutes long. <laughs> oh, bro. No, it was, a, it was a quick fight. That's when he switched, he switched from the fight. He was like, he's got a new song called Peace to My Brothers. He's like, Peace to My Brothers. Peace. Boy Tinsley's over there just going, Carter Beaufort's like, bam, bam, bam. The Fondle Stars like, bang, bang, bang. And he's Look like, at you. peace, my brothers, peace.
Greatest story, man. Oh, we gotta cut that. I'm gonna go into my. I'm gonna go up and get my tapes and find a tape. Yeah, find it, dude. Find it. It's no doubt in there. My buddy Vinny Wright. My buddy Vinny Wright has like. I'm not saying he has five million bootlegs. I'm saying he has six point five million. He could find it for us. I'll call. Yeah, I'll call. <laughs> All right, let's get after it today, dude. Big day for me. I got a. We are interviewing together, Gronk and Julian. Edelman will be with oh. the Trey and, and Oh, that's going to be great, dude. dude. Dude, those guys are so funny. Edelman's stories. I was watching Edelman's stories. Dude, his stories are unreal. He's a great storyteller. Story dude. He's a those great storyteller. They're great. Great friends. Oh, yeah. are they, are they, do they have a podcast together? No, I think everybody just puts Edelman on all of their podcasts. That Yeah. The, that you, yes, like he's the greatest guest. He's like almost like... He's like the master podcaster. He goes on all of them. He kills it. And so Gronk's so great. good. Gronk's oh, so good. Billions. Let's see if we can get him on the mayor's office, bro. Let's make some calls. All right. Well, I'll see him Dude, today. Ask him today. Kid, you won't do it. You won't do it. You want to ask Edelman to come on our podcast. I'll ask them today if you ask better today. I will ask him. I'll be like, hey, you guys like Yo. Just say, hey, dude, Sean Casey's a huge fan of you guys. Like, Who's Sean Casey? No, no, I'm going to do that anyway because we're going to be recording. No, hey, dude, Sean Casey's a huge fan of you guys. Wants to know if you know what we do. I do a podcast. We'd love to have you on. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. All right, all right. All right, all right bro. All right, we'll catch all right, I'll talk to better. I'll talk to better. All right, yeah, my hands. <laughs> all, right, all right, bro. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you tomorrow. Subscribe, download. Yeah, see ya. <laughs>